I'm Cal. I'm Jen. I'm Kara. I'm Kent. You are listening to The Jacob Sessions, a podcast of the ChristianManifesto.com. Friends, culture, and dialogue. My hat's off this week. I'm not sure whether it goes to uh, the 60-year-old woman in this story or to the fire department uh, responding to the 60-year-old woman in this story. But as it goes, uh, in the city of Padua, which I believe is in Italy. Yeah, because it's near, it's near Venice. Okay, so it's in, it's in Italy. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it now. Okay. okay. All right, so uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> oh, God, I'm glad somebody else has heard of this story because it was crazy. Made me laugh all day. Uh, but uh, the woman in Padua, Italy, called the fire department who arrived on the scene um, reportedly because she needed help opening a padlock. Was there a fire? There, there was, there was a fire, so to speak. Oh, <laughs> all right, a fire. <clears throat> a loin fire. In her loins, in her loins. <laughs> uh, she was, uh, she apparently had a chastity belt on. Uh, I guess like a medieval style chastity belt, like, um, and uh, lost the key, and lost the key, and so uh, she's trying to get into her uh, nether, nether region. And uh, couldn't couldn't access her nethers, so uh, she and called the fire an, department. An effective chastity belt. It is a very effective chastity belt. So my headline for my hats off is: City says nudists can't use the gym naked anymore, but the nudists aren't going down without a fight. Oh, the nudists do go down without a fight. <laughs> All right, so it says... I uh, hope the kids are still not in the car. (laughs) Okay, so apparently a nudist group that previously rented out a gym and pool for private events is now barred from using the facilities in the buff. Huntington Beach, California is where this is. Of course it's California. Of course. The naturalist... (laughs) (laughs) The naturalist in the OC will have to stop going... Um, all natural if they want to keep using the Huntington Beach City Gym and Pool. Since 2007, Orange County Group, the Orange County Group has rented the facility for private gatherings at which members play basketball, volleyball, and swim all way naked. Oh, the thank Orange... God. I was thinking these guys are lifting weights and doing squats. That's what that's, I was like. I was like, hard is... enough to sit on that. <laughs> they might have been. After a sweaty guy with pants on. <laughs> <laughs> the Orange County Register reports that gatherings came to an end in September after city manager... Fred Wilson signed a regulation banning gymnasium nudity. Wilson says it was too difficult for city employees to get their work done in the presence of naked people. (laughs) The nudists are asking the city council to rescind this order. Council members heard their their complaints Tuesday, but they took no action because the issue wasn't on their agenda. (laughs) Wow. You know, as a customer of uh, of Lifetime Fitness, uh, <clears throat> which is a which is a very which is a very high end elite level gym. Oh yeah, we're we're we are poor people over at Planet Fitness. I uh, oh I would go to Planet Fitness if they had a pool, but they don't. So um, I uh, as a customer of Lifetime Fitness, I I'm hearing that story and I'm feeling that uh, they charge too much. Because 
there is there is no nudity at uh, at Lifetime. Good to know. Good to know. Wait, so you you pay more for the nudity? <laughs> What's happening? I, I the, you know what that I, was. I prefer there not be, but I'm just saying it's good to know that you are not paying for that. And just my I opinion was, might change. Okay. I I think the funniest part is that the. <laughs> the employees can't get their work done, and that's why they've passed this. I think that's so funny. I don't know that I would be comfortable either, like, at a facility. Well, it's like a train wreck. You, like, don't like, want to hey, look, where... but you would keep, like, just getting shifty-eyed. Because how do you not look at a room full of naked people playing volleyball? I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, if there were a nudist gym nearby, I would probably be a member. Oh, really? Why is that? I mean, I would totally not be a member. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. So I, forgot, I forgot the not. But, but, I mean, hold on. Can you really be surprised, though? I mean, by, okay, so it's kind of a laissez-faire um, idea. Nobody ever died of divorce. Oh, it's just very flippant. But can you really be surprised at all, Kara, in a, in a culture, and here I am, I'm bringing up scandal again. In, in, a, in a culture uh. that that roots for you know the affair originally between the president and you know, and we're entertained by affairs on television all the time. Whether it shows like I don't know if it's on the air anymore, Cheaters. Oh, we like to see this guy get caught cheating. Or television shows where a woman's unhappy in a marriage, and so she starts having this affair, and it's shown as beautiful. Or what people, is Jerry Springer? Pe- people on the radio telling their is. stories. I, People, is Jerry Springer still even on? I don't even know. Okay. I don't Jerry, know so. Jerry. But either way, <laughs> uh, we live in a culture where affairs are beautiful. Should we be surprised at all by a laissez-faire view of divorce? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Even starter marriages now. Starter yeah. marriages. I know. I, I'm not surprised. I, I am angry, <laughs> and I am sad. I'm not surprised. This is pretty normal. Um, and I, I guess... Two things really stuck out to me in that particular meme. Um, the first one was um, just the use of the word unhappy. And I hear that a lot from people. Like, well, are, I had a friend post not so long ago, is there truly a thing as a happy marriage? Um, and a bunch of people were like, no, I don't think it exists. It's not real. And some people were like, yes, my marriage is so happy. And it bothers me because um, happiness is so fleeting. Like, happiness is not uh, something that I... I am pursuing in life. Uh, I would like to be happy, and I often am happy, but I'm often unhappy. I love my son a great deal, but today he peed on the couch before I left, and I was unhappy. <laughs> I was quite unhappy, and will continue to be unhappy when I get home and have to clean up the residue of pee on the couch. Uh, I love him, and I'm not going to leave him, no matter how many times he pees on the couch. It might make me more and more unhappy every time he does it. Um, Would you be, let me let me ask you this: Would you be more likely to leave your son if he peed on the couch at say 15? Because I would. <laughs> I, uh... I wouldn't leave him. I might ban him from the living room. <laughs> okay. um, so, like kind of the the unhappy thing is like I. I, that I just, it bothers me because it, it kind of has this this feeling of you know if the if the magic's gone if the butterflies are gone if you're not feeling super attracted to someone anymore um, all those beginning romance 
things, if those are gone, well, the marriage is over, we don't love each other anymore. Well, I think any of us who ha who truly unconditionally love people, whether it's your spouse or anyone else, understand that um, that that love isn't isn't a feeling, and the happiness isn't the judge of of the you know the worth of of loving a person, loving someone through the really hard times, loving somebody when they're being a really crappy person is what's beautiful about marriage, and that's how marriage reflects. The covenant, you know, between God and His Church is that even when the church is, you know, sleeping around and whatnot, God still takes them back and and says, "I love you, and I will make you pure again." Um, so I, I'm not saying that every husband and wife that cheats on each other should, you know, work it out. Every situation is different. I just, I just think using the word unhappy is. Um, it just seems really shallow to me. Yeah, it is. I think we have a culture that makes us unhappy about things like Apple. Every single I love Apple, right? You love I have got all their products. You know, I think I have all their a good deal of their products. But every single year like my phone works just fine. Works just fine, but every year when they do the whole um, keynote address about the new iPhone that's coming out, I all of a sudden feel unhappy with the device that I have. It's never given me problems. Takes phone calls, takes text messages, does all the texts, you know, all the uh, all the apps that it's supposed to do. Don't have any issues with it. But every single year, I feel dissatisfied when the keynote address comes out. Like, and and they even make you feel that way. They're like, "Hey, we should have never sold you that last iPhone. We're sorry." <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm unhappy. And so we get onto things that are more meaningful than telephones, uh, like marriage, and we are sold in the culture. Um, you know. Oh, this, these two impossibly beautiful people fall in love with each other. Those are all the romance movies, right? It's never any ugly people in the romance movies for the most part. Um, and you've got, hey, everything works out just fine and everything ends up at the end of the movie with a nice tidy bow. Maybe they might argue a little bit. Okay, so they fall in love, then there's an argument that breaks them up in the middle of the movie, then at the end they all come back together again, and you never see another argument again, right? You just assume everything will happen. happily ever after. Happily ever yes. after, right? And so it's the line that we've been sold, starting with Disney movies. No offense, Kara, I know you love Disney. None starting, taken. Starting back with the, the Disney movies, because like all the... I, <laughs> we just went and saw my, uh, my daughter uh, in The Little Mermaid, uh, speaking of Disney movies. Uh, she was in The Little Mermaid, a stage play, and everything ends up happily in The Little Mermaid, right? And I was like... When she told me that she was first in the play, I was like, okay, so are they doing the Disney version or the Hans Christian Andersen version? And she's like, the Disney version, why? I was like, because in the Hans Christian Andersen version, everybody dies. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. There, was, there was no happy ending. That was what we were told a long time ago. Those were the fairy tales, the Grimm's fairy tales back in the day. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Frozen, so, Hans Christian Andersen as well, also ended very differently than the Disney version. So but, you're saying that in Hans Christian Andersen, the cavern didn't hold as many treasures? No. Okay. No, it didn't. Look at this. Um, it's kind of okay. <laughs> Got a couple things here. Um, but uh, um, either way, one of the things that I... That, that, that's what we're sold in this culture. One of the things I realize is we, that's the thing that we're sold in this culture. So when it comes to things like marriage, like, okay, as soon as she's not pretty anymore, uh, I'm not interested. As soon as, we, as soon as we have our first argument, yeah, um, I'm not interested anymore. It's, yeah, I'm a customer, and as soon as I am dissatisfied with your service to me, mm -hmm. the service you provide, I am going to a different provider. Sure. So someone else says, oh, my husband always surprises me with romantic flowers, and I'm like, well, my husband doesn't do that. I want a husband that gives me flowers all the time. Right. 
Right, but your your husband, that husband might get her flowers, but doesn't talk to her. Right, exactly. <laughs> so get her flowers because uh, he's sleeping with the secretary. Right, he might get her flowers because he's always in trouble. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so, the part of the story that uh, the friend doesn't tell you. Right, right, yeah. Like you don't write like, oh, we had a big fight and he's both. Well, some people do, but they shouldn't. Anyhow, but you write like, oh, it's wonderful and I love him. That's what you write. Like right. that's what people that's do. What you see online. That is. But people look at that online and then they compare it to the fight they just had or whatever mm-hmm. is going on or like, wherever I, they're dissatisfied. I have an unhappy marriage because I'm not right. like that. And then they come to this conclusion and then what happens is, you know, the Bible talks about it's those little foxes. So, like, all of a sudden something starts creeping in. So-and-so flirted with you at the gym, like, and you're like, ooh, huh. He made me feel pretty. He made my... me feel pretty. Yeah. And he... so-and-so hasn't done that where the guy at the gym is a loser. The guy that you're married to is a dedicated, hardworking man who maybe is tired when he gets home. Like, there's a there's a difference, but people never see the full picture that way. You know, they see how it makes them feel. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about when I read this is that a couple of things. I think that sometimes divorce is necessary. I don't. I think that like we have to be careful and you know to not shame those that have that because it's so common. It's so common that most people have, and some are necessary, some are not. If it's not necessary, God still has grace, and it's no worse than anything that anybody else did. You know, mm-hmm. um, if it was necessary, then you know at least they had the strength to do what they had to do. And that was still hard, and we need to still come alongside them as Christians. On the other hand, I also think that the world wants to make it cheap and easy, and that it is far too much of a quick and easy solution that is absolutely not quick or easy, um, especially for people who have kids involved. I, I think it, it never goes away. A conversation I would like to have, not in this podcast, is something I'm I'm kind of dealing with right now. I have a friend whose husband. Um, physically abused her, I won't say her name or anything like that, so I don't do any creative editing here, uh, has a child, and she's wanting to go back to this person. And my thought is, it would be a tragedy for you to go back to that person. I believe, as a Christian, in forgiveness. I believe in redemption. Uh, I believe that marriages can be fixed. But percentage-wise, I'm looking at, okay, um... Most women who go back to abusive husbands, their husbands abuse them again and abuse the children. It's statistically a fact, okay? And so what do we do as Christians when divorce is the thing that should happen? That's a conversation I want to have. Not, hey, let's approach this laissez-faire. You're not happy. You know, he's put on a few pounds. You know, he said a mean word to you. Uh, he didn't want to go see, you know, the new... Uh, you know, romance movie with you and your friend's husband did. He didn't send you flowers and your friend's husband did. No, we're talking about he laid his hands on you. He has physically harmed your body and your soul. What do Christians do in a situation where you need to tell the person to get out of that? That's a conversation I definitely want to have, not in this podcast, but uh, maybe in the next couple podcasts we can we can discuss I, I, that one. I it's a good conversation. I think, though... It comes down to whether or not that person is willing to let you help them. Right, right. You know, whether or not they should or shouldn't do something, it depends on if they're willing to accept that help. True, true story. You know, regardless or not, I want to talk about what is the Christian's, response. what is the Christian's responsibility in that, given that God hates divorce, right? 
So mm-hmm. I would I would love to get some perspectives on that. But Kent, you haven't you haven't said too much in this one. What do you have any thoughts kind of percolating as we've been talking? Uh, the the only thoughts I had I was I was somewhat reluctant uh, to share, and I'll do it creatively just because um, I don't I don't know who listens to 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 the podcast. But um, a a family, I, you know, I just. Uh, how should I put this? Um, my best friends in the world, and the family that I am closest to um, on planet Earth, only exists because of divorce. And mm. so I can't get. So I, y- yes, I I do view it as as something to be avoided, and and marriage vows are something to be. Uh, to be to be cherished and honored and and, and treasured, but in a particular case, I mean, uh, you know, two of the two of the greatest uh, kids I've ever known would not exist if marriage 1.0 had worked out, and marriage 2.0 is, I mean, in it now ten years on. Uh, is still probably the most lively and vital and loving I see on a on a day to day or week to week basis. Hmm. Um, so the story of why the first marriage didn't work out is uh, is lengthy and complicated, but you know I uh, everybody in the story is a is. A, a believer in in Christ, and God moves in mysterious ways. I actually think that my family resembles that too. Um, when you were talking, Ken, I can relate to that. My dad had a marriage that did not work, mm-hmm. and me and my younger brother would not be here if that one had mm-hmm. worked. So, and my parents had an amazing love story and to this day are, are probably one of the best marriages that I've ever seen, and most people who knew them would tell you that. I know lots of friends who um, looked to them and look to them still um, as an example in that. And I, I think I had a thought that um, I heard, and it wasn't necessarily mentioned in relation to marriage, but I think it, it works here too, is that, the Bible, I mean, if we're going to go from a biblical perspective, the Bible never said that feelings that our feelings should lead us, right? Our feelings are meant to be indicators, but we often let them lead us. And I think that that's exactly um, what this meme is talking about, is letting your feelings lead you, and that because your feelings, they change with the wind, it can lead you down destruction. And maybe that doesn't give you an instant death, but it definitely... I mean, in psychology, they talk about when you go through a breakup of a marriage, it's like grieving a death. So something does definitely die with that, and it hurts people, and it's something that is necessary but shouldn't be done lightly. Yeah, my the, another thing, and, and we're getting long on this, um, but my daughter is biracial, right? And so um, her mom is white and I'm black, and um, and she lives in an area where she is... Uh, we were joking we, when we went to go to her, to her play. She was in this play uh, at this high school, and uh, we were looking in in the 
cafeteria slash lobby area, there was this big thing that had pictures of all of the graduating classes uh, from this high school. And it took me until, I want to say, the 1980s to find a black person. And each year, it's only one black person. Uh, and there was one where I stopped and I was like, are there two? No, that guy's Hispanic. Um, but I mean, for the most part, very few people of color, very, very few people were of color. And so um, my daughter does not have access to her uh, to her African-American side uh, in terms of heritage, right? Uh, she doesn't see black people, and she doesn't know about her heritage. I could ask her who Martin Luther King is, and she kind of knows, but I asked her who Malcolm X is the other day, and she didn't know. And I ended up taking her to the Charles H. Wright Museum of African-American History, which is the largest African-American history museum in the United States. Uh, and... You know, walked her through because I wanted her to know about her, you know, where she where she comes from. At least half of her comes from, and she was she was bored. She's thirteen. She doesn't really care about museums, but it was very important for me as her dad to expose her to this, and it caused a huge, not a huge uh, argument, but definitely a place where ideologically her mother and I did not see eye to eye. Okay, and so that's another thing that hey, you know what? Nobody ever died from divorce. Okay, fine, whatever. No, I I don't think that's true, but. Um, you can't be laissez-faire about it because now you've got two different households, two different value systems. I mean, it's caused disagreements between Jen and I because we're trying to figure out how does a step-parent talk to a stepchild? How do you deal with these kinds of things? These are things that God didn't intend, right? I mean, they happen. God's not surprised by them, but they are not God's best for us. And so I think it has caused more of a nightmare and no, more of a headache to be in a situation, especially where there's children, it'd be one thing if we just divorced and never saw each other and there was no child between us. But when there's definitely children involved, it's like, oh my gosh, now you've got two different value systems. You've got, um, you know, you know, two different sets, uh, well, I guess four different sets of grandparents. You've got all sorts of different family things to go to. It's really, really complicated. And for someone to say, my husband didn't get me flowers and then just ruin everything because... And, I don't want to assume that every someone's getting divorced over not getting flowers. Sure, but, yeah. Sometimes um, it starts with that small little... Right, and then it, it can grow. Mm -hmm. And so I think this this meme does not take into account all of the difficulties and heartbreak right. and horror, literal horror, that come from divorce. I do want to say some people do it really... have a way to get over things and do it really well. That still doesn't mean it's easy. Well, and I, I think that that's what really struck me in this particular um, meme was that you know, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but something about it's better to um, to get divorced than to stay in a marriage where your kids are seeing you fighting all the time and being angry and unhappy all the time. And and I understand what they're saying if you feel like there's so much like discord in your household that maybe your kids will be better served from you guys just being apart from each other. But I, I think you have to um, just take into consideration that you're also showing your kids something else that um, some, even though you say something's forever, it might not necessarily be so. And even though, you know, you, the mom and dad promise to love each other till death do us part, they can take that back. Uh, and I think that that has serious repercussions on a developing child's mind. Um, whether they realize it in the moment or not. I mean, I think I was five when my parents got divorced, and, and like I said, it was absolutely necessary. My mom needed to get us out of that situation, 
but um, you know, here I am, 33 years old. And there's still sometimes things that I I think, and I have to, you know, kind of really think through why why do I think that way? Um, and it has to do with just kind of some uh, different, some I guess wrong ideas I have about marriage and and its forever quality. And I I want to say in conclusion, kind of all that all that aside, I know that it's not. Um, it's it's a highly emotional thing a divorce is, and and I understand somebody's desire to kind of play it down because we want to be really tough and have a thick outer shell and just act like we can um, get through anything. But I, I think it's important to just it's important to acknowledge that divorce is like Jen said it's it's like death. It's something to be grieved, um, but something that is really wonderful about God is that he is a God of restoration and reconciliation and he can make really wonderful things um, out of really terrible things and so that's you know I have a wonderful stepdad and I have two wonderful brother uh, uh, well I do have two wonderful brothers but I, a brother and a sister um, you know that that w I wouldn't have if my mom hadn't gotten divorced and like you said Kent you know you're a family that you know that um, does bring so much light and joy to the world uh, that's what's awesome about God is that uh, really awesome things can come out of really terrible situations. Mm -hmm.